now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Post Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books, of the show, of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and Rowlett is the best new starter. And with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. Hi, I'm Brooks, and Poplio is the best starter. Well, at least now we'll know I'll have a type advantage against you, so I'll win all of our battles. Until I learn ice-type moves. Oh, shit. And then yeah. double-destroy me. Uh-huh. <sighs> I love my sad clown boy. <laughs> That that typing, Rowlett. You gotta you gotta be like I just want I just want it to get big. Like not buff, just like a giant sphere. Yeah, I just I I don't want it to change the way it looks at all, except I want it to get four times bigger with every evolution. And fuck Litton. No one no one likes Litton. Yeah. L- Litton looks so fake. Yeah, it really does. And it's like I don't I don't hate Litton. But, but you like, know it's gonna be a fighting and fire type. Yeah, and it's it's the third choice. Yeah. You know? uh, on my very last playthrough, actually, no, I'll only have one playthrough because I'll be like, "All oh, my EV trained pokies are too too precious to give up." Uh huh. Because I'm an I'm an idiot and I do all that shit. This is yeah. a Game of Thrones show. I like to have fun, so I don't know what any of that shit is. It's the worst. It's like the most. There's no way anyone would ever figure it out on their own. It's never even mentioned in the game. You have to go to websites to figure out, like, to do this, you, to increase your speed, you have to kill 75 Zubats, and I don't know why it exists. Get it together, Game Freak. Just yeah. make it, like, stats. Like, here, I want to be fast. Yeah. Come on. Or just, like, make the cute Pokemon better, because, like, it's it's kind of annoying that, like, you have to make your Pokemon less cute to make them good. good. Yeah. But... I don't know. I'm like I've been socialized by the show to love baby Pokemon. So uh-huh. not me. So, I, I I'm I'm like, what is the exact level that I can evolve Pikachu, <laughs> where he learns the good moves and benefits from the stat increase? Like, come on, Froakie, let's go fight the Elite Four together, and then he dies. But that's okay because that's what that's what training's all about. And I have my like fully EV trained six IV Frogman yeah. mm-hmm. with like egg moves that don't even exist <laughs> this episode sucked this it was really bad that's why we're talking about pokemon uh game of thrones episode three season six oathbreaker what did you think it was bad <laughs> it was really bad and i don't know if you can tell yet but both me and eddie are sick so uh, oh yeah I, there's gonna be i i too bad I, I don't have a professional podcast set up with the cough button because you're gonna be hearing a lot of that yeah and i'm, I'm breathing through my mouth even more than usual so <laughs> Because I know usually you guys get a handful of this business, but because I'm bad at radio. But uh, this week it might be even worse. At the uh, start of this episode, the previously on, it was like really weird that Sansa mentions Lyanna Stark. Uh huh. Like, wow, what a coincidence. Yeah. And then Bran's like, what's in that tower when you hear a woman screaming and Ned looking for his sister? But we'll get to that. Uh, also, before the episode starts, I have a direct quote here from Kim I hope he kills Ollie too. Bad death. <laughs> so all your wishes came true this week yeah uh we we start with Jon Snow who awakens from the dead to see fucking Davos Seaworth yeah he's sleepy and Davos is there and but we see oh, that would suck s- so much yeah I, I would 
like, I would click the medieval snooze alarm and just go back to sleep. <laughs> You're brought go back, back from death. the dead and you see devils. No, send me back. Oh, God, like, did Ed die? What the fuck? Where's my best friend? Davos is like, it's me, remember from the last moments of season five where you told me no? No, it was my time. I have to go. I can't be here. <laughs> John's like, where's Shireen? And he's like, who? <coughs> uh, my favorite part of this is at the end of the last episode, everyone left the room for dramatic effect, but as soon as this one starts, they all just walk back in. Yeah, because they sense his life force coming back. Yeah. They sense the, a powerful... Um, like chi energy because from outside you can see john's ass because he's just kind of like flinging it all over the room we need to why didn't we see his dick the thi- like we don't even s- you know what'd be really funny what if, if the show is good that would be really that funny would, it would be that so would, funny it would be really funny if like they had like character arcs and like themes and- yeah, and like they had like equal sexualization. That would yeah, be that would be really funny. It would be sick. It would be. You guys, did you guys like that goof from did last you, week? Did you remember from last time? Yeah, That's yeah. my favorite goof. Yeah, it's a little a little shout out to the longtime fans. That that's what we call a callback in the uh, hmm. in the industry. Yeah, fucknasium. That was what little thing <laughs> called his brothel. Do you guys remember that? Remember that from episode seven? Yeah. He's gonna be back next episode. So. No, no, he's not. Yeah, it's a, it was in the next time on. And he's going to be like, I'm here speaking to the Umbers. Like, what yeah. the fuck, where are you? All I saw is it's a scene with him talking to Sweet Robin, so you know it's going to be really bad. Yeah, there there is only cheating and death, Sweet Robin. Yeah. This and is Sweet- my new little finger voice for season six, <laughs> because the actor can't keep track of his, so why should I? Yeah. Donkey! That's what he's going to sound like <laughs> in season seven. <laughs> But, um, we also get a cool, like, there is no god within the first two minutes of It's the really good. I'm a big <laughs> fan of the dialogue. Is uh, It was what? bad. It was. I know I just said it was good as a, as a bit, but it was bad. Uh, Melisandre comes back, she's like, what did you see on the other side? He was like, there was nothing. But, okay. There, like, I do mean to be smug, but not in this very instant. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way to say this without sounding smug. But there were a couple times in this episode where I just like laughed out loud, and that only that's only happened once. Where's my sister? In when Roos got stabbed, it made me laugh really loud, really <laughs> hard. But then when Melisandre just goes, "What do you remember?" and John just like, "They stabbed me." Ollie, Ollie stabbed me. And he's like, "Oh, Ollie did it with his with his little boy sword." I lay with a wildling girl. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? I I remember where to put it. And then Davos is like, okay, I know you just brought him back to life, but can you please Yeah, what leave? the fuck? Can you get the fuck out right yeah, now so we can have private like, time? Oh, shit. Like, you're going to be the guy who saves the world. This is really important. And Davos is like, could you let the men talk for a second? <laughs> for a second. Can you please leave? We're talking about atheism. The big boys are talking right now. Uh, anyway, you got you to gotta deal with all this shit. I know you were dead, and that would have been, like, great for you, but now you got to deal with this. Yeah. And then... <laughs> So, okay, so John wonders why he was brought back, even though they just said there's no afterlife, and what's the reason, even though they just established there's no reason. And the storytelling is getting a little muddled, if you ask me. Get um, him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and it's then, just so clear, like, thing. it's just the show where things happen, like, there's no reason for yep. them. It's just events that occur after another. And then Davos is like, hey, John. You need to keep going for as long as you can. And John goes, but I failed. 
And Davo says, and I quote, good. Now yeah. go fail again. Yeah. Like, failure expert Davo Seaworth just is what, giving a commencement speech on failure. Just what my dad told me when I said I wanted to play baseball. <laughs> good. <sighs> go fail again. And then, I, and then I struck out. And I said, I want to be a strong baseballman, Daddy. And he said, no. I'm not paying talk, for this anymore. Do you want to talk about the big boy home run that your, your buddy oh got? Oh, my God. I can't... I can't put into words how amazing Bartolo Colon hitting a home run is. Like, there's... If there's two jokes that people who watch baseball know, it's one, baseball is boring, and two, Bartolo Colon cannot hit. Got it. And he hit a home run out of the park, big boy style. Um... Yeah, because even the announcers were like, "It's like here's this asshole, here he comes!" Oh my god! Like yeah. it was really, it was, um, it was really transparent. Just it was for, great. for reference, like a very t- t- low, like low average, like a pretty bad to mediocre player. Their batting average will be like two fifty. Right. Bartolo Colon's career batting average is zero point eighty nine. <laughs> so that's a really low number it is it's very bad and he hit a home run and everyone was happy and it was the greatest day in the history of our sport did they win the game they won the game and he wow. pitched, like he pitched eight shutout innings so it was like he won like co-player of the week Aww. and he's 42 years old and gigantic good for him good for him god bless you bartolo big sexy as he's known <laughs> by, by the team one of the players on the Mets, he's like, here's my family Christmas portrait. And it was his entire family wearing pictures, wearing a shirt with a picture of Bartolo Colon that said Big Sexy on it. Aww. He's great. He's I best. believe you completely. <laughs> it's true. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, that, not a goof. It happened. Noah Syndergaard. Who, bring it all around, Ouroboros, his batting when he, when he gets ready is the Game of Thrones song. Wow. Yep. The good song. No. He's warming up in here, and now we will begin the dance. <laughs> yeah, that that would be great. That song, I listened to that like twice today. I'm still not over that song. It gets you pumped up, gets you, gets you going. But yeah, speaking of dick jokes... Um, Torment Giants Bane, he's yeah. like, hey, Jon Snow, you ain't got no dick. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, we, not we to be blue... We went five minutes without talking about a dick on the show. Not to be blue, but like, if I were Jon Snow, I would be like, hey, we're in like the coldest place in the Seven Kingdoms, and also I was dead. Like, like right it now, would be really funny right if he now, had, like, a big dick at that right, point. Really? I just came back from the death. Yeah. And you're gonna tell me I got a tiny baby dick? And then everyone keeps hugging him in the knife holes, and this is okay? Yeah, like, Fantasy Neville is just kind of, like, putting his fingers in there a little bit. It's weird. Like, when I had one cut done to me by a professional surgeon, I couldn't walk for, like, three days. Well, yeah, but, like, Fat Walda was, like... True. She was just, like, dripping placenta everywhere. She was giving birth as he's like, where's my brother? Oh, yeah. here he is. The master was like, nice, twins. And she's like, I'll do it later. I'll <laughs> like, I'll get around to it. I gotta go see these dogs. Anyway. Yeah, Wait, so then Ed alive. says some actually cool shit about, like, is it really John in there? Because, like, my favorite theory that's, like, that would turn the entire book series into, like, fantasy Kafka-esque horror shit mm-hmm. is, like, John comes back. And he sees a little different because death changes you, but like he's back. And then at the end of the Winds of Winter, we get a ghost chapter, and it's John in there, and he's like, "Who the fuck is in my body? What the fuck? I'm a dog." And but then he's like, "It's it's just a joke. I know it's you because you still have brown eyes or whatever. I don't know." Yeah, uh, you appear to have lost nothing other than getting like sick, perfect stab wounds. So yeah, congratulations it, on being back. 
Yeah, congratulations on being back. Um, I'm glad that death has changed you because you're an atheist now. Uh huh. You did. Uh, then we go over to Sam. Who coughing? Cough time? Wait. It's cough time. <laughs> Uh, then we go over to Sam, who's on a boat, and he's throwing up because he's not a strong man, and Gilly's a fucking idiot. Well, Gilly's looking out of the boat balcony, which I believe is called a portal. Mm, a portal? And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and she's but, like, wow, I can't wait to go to Horn Hill and see your abusive father where you're taking me. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Um, the scene starts with her being happy, so you know because of good storytelling she's about to be made sad. Because you know that Gilly is just happy all the time. Um, like, so yeah, she, she's super this, optimistic this and hopeful. This event in the books could not be totally more opposite than it is in the show. Yeah. And, like, I don't, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a pickled dead old man next to them, and it's still, like, in a barrel. Yeah, and Gilly is crying because, like, There was a baby switcheroo. There was a baby switcheroo, and Sam is, like, dealing with his childhood trauma of, like, his father, and he's sad, but here you're just like, oh, let's dive the sea. That's why it's called that. Yeah, can we talk about how they made Gilly, like, they reminded us that Gilly is not a smart person? Mm-hmm. She says that the sea, she thought that the sea is called the sea, because it's nothing but water as far as the eye can see. Deep. And Sam's like, nice, a homophone. And then he starts vomiting again. A homophone, that's that's someone who's a guy and, and has no dick. Yeah, that's also the, they the like High Sparrow a is a homophone, I think. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, she's she's really excited to see Old Town, even though, like, before she's like, oh, fuck, the other side of the wall, this is all scary. Um, but yeah, Sam's like, the Citadel doesn't ad- doesn't admit women, and um, I know that we're both abuse victims, so I'm going to take you back to my dad who abused me and who I talk about all the time, who's the worst. What the fuck is with the show and being like, okay, here's, look, I know I broke my vows to, like, uh... Like, marry your daughter, but I'm gonna bring my new wife to, to, to the wedding. Yeah. Like, You oh, know what I, Walter Frey's gonna love? My I, heavily I, pregnant wife. I know I was, um, abandoned from my house and my father was gonna kill me if I didn't go to the wall, but I'm gonna bring my fake wildling girlfriend, and my father is basically, like... Yeah, and he's like, well, waving my dad... The, he's waving the Confederate flag outside his house. Yeah, he's like, well, you know, my dad... Oh, but he's nerfed, but my, my my mom and my sister will take care of you and the baby. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know why I ever left. It'll be great. It's great there. Trust me. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then um, we should mention that Haley Joel Osment is playing her infant son now. I, I had I had the exact reaction as Sam to seeing him, and I just vomited <laughs> into a bucket. Maybe there was a baby switcheroo. <laughs> yeah, this baby has, like, a full mane of hair. Yeah, it has, like, a shitty Rego wig, but it's uh-huh. blonde. Yeah. And oh my, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but I can't wait for the, like the the sexy Jon Snow wig they have for the Tower of Joy scene. I, on but, the baby? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Speaking but, of the, the Tower of Joy, my favorite part of all the books. If you go, like, one of our first episodes is named after an Arthur Dane joke, because we've been talking about it the whole time. <laughs> uh, I think we had a question. Yeah, just not not to totally disrupt the format. I'm digging Please. into the question just because. Uh, Tumblr user Witchboots asked... <coughs> not that. <laughs> Do you think Bran thinks highly of his mighty father differently now that he's seen how that legendary battle at the Tower of Joy really goes down? <laughs> Heck the fuck off. This, I hated this so much. I hate every second of this. <laughs> Be, like, nothing... Oh my... Ugh. Well, I mean, let's take it from the top. Okay. 
We okay. start. We, so we just see a like a bunch of dudes on horses riding well, towards a big we're, rock. We're in the floral part of the Dornish <laughs> Desert. Uh huh. And which Bran is, says, which is "That's where the my father." Are. Bran says, "That's my father again." Yeah, Bran's role this season. What? What is the? Could, like Bran's role could completely be replaced by a name tag this whole season. Like if Bloodraven just went around and gave people name tags, we wouldn't have to see Bran at all. So Ned and six uh, or five guys, right, uh, right, up and see two guys. Yeah, and one guy is is like he's. I'm not kidding. He's like shinging his sword. He's shinging his sword. He's like right. he's like sharpening it and cleaning it. I guess I don't know how swords work, but it's going like shing. And the just, other and the other guy, it was not named. And Bran says, "That's Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning. He's one of the greatest knights to ever live." Yeah, and then the old man's like, "That's Howland Reed, Mira's father." And then yeah. Bran's like, "Yes, Mira was an only child." Uh, do, who who are those other guys? Don't did you notice the one fucking like Dornish stereotype guy with like a turban? Yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Okay, like. Yeah, like, just the guy that was red-shirted immediately. Yeah, n- n- none of Ned's friends would have been Dornish. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, conveniently left out, Arthur Dane is, is from Dorn. But he's, yeah. a, he's not He's a brown. Dornishman. And he he doesn't fuck anybody, as far he's as I remember. He's not brown, and he doesn't fuck anybody. I mean, he does fight. He does fight, but he's he's white, so they don't mention his Dornish yeah. heritage. Um, um, and they, it's weird. Like, they, like, Ned stabbed him, and he's like, you're bisexual and i don't know it wasn't very like it wasn't it wasn't very subtle they they all get together and then ned ned says i looked for you on the trident and i was like oh my god oh nice oh my fucking god and he's like we weren't there because robert da is there whoa to to the guy who was (laughs) the usurping to, to your friend if that if that happened and we were there and can we talk about how okay when they walk up to arthur dane and then just like kingsguard number two uh-huh. um Arthur is literally already twirling his sword like he's in the color guard. Mm-hmm. Like he just walks up and he's like yo-yoing it around. So and I it, also I also want to say Arthur Dane is like I, I I basically separate like book characters and like lore characters. Right. Like lore characters meaning anyone who lived like before the actual series that we read started. And my two favorite lore characters are Arthur Dane and Bloodraven. Uh huh. So this show just like wanted to fuck me over so bad. Yeah, because Bloodraven doesn't exist. This idiot says he's been in a tree for a thousand years. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, not he's Bloodraven. Just... And Arthur Dane has has two swords, and not one sword that's even more famous than him. Yeah, it's great. Did you see that? Like, like Radio Westeros, which is like another good podcast, was tweeting out actual lines from the Tower of Joy, and uh-huh. like the line is, "Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning, held Dawn with both hands." <laughs> they they they. So they were like, oh. There's only one way you can hold a sword with two hands, and if it's if there's two swords, they they misinterpreted the source material. But yeah, yeah that's... like the the sword is so famous that in in the books, after like they all die, Ned fucking takes the sword and just brings it back to his house because yeah. he's like, you need to have this because it's like an ancient treasure. Yeah, and I don't like it was really just here so they could have a cool fight. Really, like yeah, that was, was the purpose, but like, not about like. Ned's honor or like the development of his honor or like what yeah. is the mystery actually and and like, and also like the, the whole it seemed like the point was not like it was a cool fight and then like Ned wasn't as honorable as you think he was which yeah, any, anytime he te- 
Bran says, like, my father told the story a hundred times, but he tells it one time in the book, and he's like, I would have died if it wasn't for Howlin' Reed. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> who, who the fuck is this, like, smug-ass Ned Stark, who, like, yeah, I, like, hey, Bran, you want to hear the story about how I killed Arthur Dane again? Yeah, me, N- Ned Stark, who killed Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning? Like, Ned doesn't even like being the Lord of Winterfell. Like, he's, he doesn't, like, he feels like he's in his brother's shadow all the time. Mm-hmm. And... Like, he doesn't talk about, sh- he doesn't, he doesn't talk about shit. But, like, this one's like, hey, yeah, Isn't now it he, ends. like, notoriously, you. like, never talks about his past? Yeah, that's kind like, of like to his anyone? deal. Yeah. But here it's like, what if the, check, the, 26 Emmys, check this out. What if there was this guy that we presented as honorable, and then later we had a flashback where he wasn't honorable, he wasn't, as we thought? But none, 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 like, not done by him making a choice, he just, like, the other guy stabbed him, so that makes him not. Because nobody is, even though he was, he was fucking like nineteen years old at the time too. Yeah, and then like, like Benioff comes up with like the Wikipedia page for nihilism printed out, and he's like, "Look at what I just <laughs> found. This is going to be great." Um, well, like a thing I saw is that because we in the books we see this through Ned, who's having like a fever dream. He's on like milk of the poppy, and he's remembering yeah. it. But and if you read it, like the whole passage is very like flowery and like almost too perfect yeah that's the thing but like like, this is portraying it as real and he's like where is my sister yeah like like since it's a fever dream we know that it's like most likely not actually everything that was like it's dream dialogue Mm -hmm. that like when you think about it when you wake up you're like oh that's not how people talk actually woe to the usurper if we had been is like the most baddest shit i ever heard in my life yeah and like no one would ever say that for real yeah, so, like, they come up and they start reciting book dialogue, and then, like, the King's Guard is like, Rhaegar wanted us here, and then Ned, like, squints his face into Neil Patrick Harris's face, and he's like... <laughs> Where's my sister? Where's my sister? And then Arthur Dane just says, now it ends. Yeah, he goes, I wish yeah. you good fortune in the wars to come, and then and then Ned's like, thank fuck this dude only has one sword, and then he pulls out a second sword. They, they were like, hey, have you guys ever seen um Star Wars The Phantom Menace? Yeah. Remember when that guy um, had two lightsabers and died in the same movie? That's what we're going to do with Arthur Dane. Yeah. And then Oswell went as, as Jar Jar Binks or something. Who? I saw this thing that was like, it was trying to figure out if the second Kingsguard was Oswell went <laughs> or whoever Hightower. Gerald Hightower. Gerald Hightower. I'm, of course you would know. I, and <laughs> <laughs> Like, th- my two favorite things in... Uh, like, the history of A Song and Ice of Fire is, like, anything Bloodraven did and, like, Eris Targaryen's Kingsguard. Yeah. Like, they're all just so cool. Except Jane. And Oh, strap in, because I saw this, like, shitty theory on BuzzFeed that's like, what if the Mad King went crazy because Bran went back and talked to him? Farts from my butt. And it, it, the theory, like, the title of the thing is like, this will freak the fuck out of you, dude. <laughs> From the Huffington Post. Probably will. Uh, but, so, anyway, they, they fight, and he spins around with lots of swords and kills old Ned's unnamed guys. And then Ned's going up the stairs, and Bran says, Father! Because we didn't remember who he is. And and Ned, he, like, turns around like he heard it. Yeah. And then Helen's Ooh. like, fuck, 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 it's episode three, we gotta get out of here! Like, we, we, gotta, we gotta stretch this shit out! We gotta go, yeah, I'm, pull, I'm pulling you out! No! Yeah. And then Bran's like, what was in, what's in the tower? What was in the tower? I heard a woman yell. And the what was in the scene... tower? Ned was looking for his sister that Sansa always said he never talks about in the previous Leon. And then 
uh, fake Blood Raven is like, I'm a thousand years old, and this is only episode three. You have to learn everything first. We have seven more to go, you fuck. If you stay in a dog for too long, <laughs> eventually you want to have sex with a sexy lady dog. Or whatever, the, I don't remember what the dialogue was. <laughs> have you read Animorphs? Yes, I enjoy it greatly. I wish a big dog would eat me. Yeah, and then in the after the episode, they were like, "Yeah, this is uh, we know this is a scene that all the book readers wanted, so we wanted to make sure it was something they would really love." They oh fuck yeah, off, fuck off to heck. They they <laughs> constantly do this shit where they like they acknowledge this. This is it. The next scene, I don't know, but later it made me so fucking mad because Pi. I'm skipping ahead, but Pycelle's like, uh, uh G- Sir Gerald Hightower was a member of Eris's yeah. council. Why would you fucking mention Gerald Hightower in the episode that he wasn't in and he was supposed to be? No, but the thing is about like, why that, would you just not do that? You see, you see the shot of all the Kingsguard together, and you see Arthur Dane. There's a guy behind him. That's got to be Oswell Went because the Tower of Joy is the high tower behind them. So that the Tower of Joy is actually Gerald Hightower. I I saw a thing. I was on IMDb in the Goofs section. Ooh, good. That it was when I forgot. It's Jamie or Joffrey who's going through like the brother, the Book of Brothers or whatever, the Kingsguard book. Yeah. And and someone says like, "Oh, Gerald Hightower. He died at the Tower of Joy." Uh huh. Yeah. And in, in, in like season two, but whatever. Yeah, it doesn't but exist. I don't know, and who cares? Exactly. Um, also, this the like. You know, I, I saw people, like, hard-homing this, where it's like, well, the fight was cool, at least. Like, it wasn't great, but the fight was cool. When you watch anybody, any of the four people who is fighting the one guy with two swords, you see how shitty the choreography is. Like, not, nobody ever approaches old two swords from the back. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like, because that's dishonorable, apparently, or whatever. But, like, you so, like, there's always one guy in, like, behind him, but he's just kind of, like, swatting at butterflies five yeah. feet away with his sword. The thing, and just, and like, the thing is, like, I... General, gen, like, I kind of hate sword fights and fiction and stuff because none of them were ever like that. Right. It was like guys would have two swings and someone would be fucking dead. But I've you listened can't, to Hamilton. Like, like you can't. I, I drama, whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. It was just ridiculous. Like the like, wouldn't it have been better if he beat all of them with one awesome sword? Yeah, like a great sword, like, like what a it's called. Great sword, and it would make sense because it's longer and you can like keep them at a distance. Yeah. You know, like like uh, Oberyn, remember him? He was yeah. Dornish too. Arthur Dane isn't. I don't know how they choreographed that Oberyn fight, and then also choreographed the Sand Snake fight from last season and this. Different directors. Like, I guess. <laughs> like ah, uh, I'm so, I'm just so like I don't want to spend too much time on this because it was only like a five minute scene, but this is just like the biggest like fuck you to the book people. No, yeah, definitely. Like it's it's. And I bet anyone who hasn't read the books is like, it was good. It was fine. Yeah, it's cool. So it's really just us, like, with our Jim- Jimmy's rumbled because yeah. Arthur Dane didn't say the thing that I like. Yeah, and, like, I'm just... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that I was a sword fart. A sword fart. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a funny joke. I said I meant to say sword fight, but I said it... Uh, we'll talk about fart jokes later. Uh-huh. Um, oh, fuck. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, right? We got more. Um, 26 Emmys, best writing. Best 26 drama. 26 Emmys. But, like, I really... <laughs> Every now and then they'll do a sword fight that tells a visual story. 
Like, there was the thing where, like, in season one, Braun had the trial by combat, and, like, he won by fighting dishonorably and just, like, wearing the guy in heavy armor down and running around all over the place. Mm-hmm. But then other times, it's just like, what if we hit the swords together a lot until somebody missed? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Anyways. Swords into Danny yeah. stops at a gas station with the words Dosh Kaleen written next to it. I, could, I, was, I was in, like, a, like, all I saw was red. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even concentrate at this point. I was in, yeah, I was like, they should have used the fucking red desert set for the fucking Tower of Joy. Can but you, whatever. Can you explain what happened here? Because I retain none of it. No, I, I was. I I only like I, I watched these fights for this. <laughs> Kim, I was just like freaking out, and Kim's like, "What's wrong?" And I'm just like, Rrr, Rrr, Rrr. <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> Confirmed. The first time through, I spent this entire scene angrily tweeting about the show mm-hmm. at Brooks as a noun and at Squiz Pillion. You can check us out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We haven't done that in a while. Um, but yeah, uh, so they strip off all of Daenerys' clothes and like give her some crone rags. And then like, um, if you thought girls are friends in what in in this world, they're no, not. They're, they're not. catty. You would think all of like the previous. Khaleesi's would have, like, some way to bond with each other, like, some common thread, but no, they all hate each other. Yeah, and then she's... The lead crone's like, I remember you eating that horse heart, and Danny was like, right? That was sick, right? And then she's like, why didn't you come to this gas station bathroom after Drogo died like you were supposed to? And she's like, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I had to... Uh, I'm just a young girl who knows not of the ways of war, yeah. but... It's like, I had to go to Karth. That was fun. Do you guys remember Karth? Who? Um, and we learned that... Piat of- What the fuck? <laughs> so the Kalazar, the Kalasars have all returned for the Kalar Vejven, mm-hmm. um, which I had to look up, which will decide which cities to sack and which tribes to enslave, and they will also decide what to do with Danny at that point. Oh, so and like, it's so like a king's moot. So yeah, episode nine is just going to be like eight trials. <laughs> it, does this? actually exist in dothraki culture or is it just made up for this scene i don't i don't know because like because i mean we're we're ahead of danny uh, big air quotes big podcast air quotes we're ahead of what danny's doing in the books uh-huh. but like <laughs> I, I looked up kalar vejven and there's not anything except for the show so well, and man it just like if only danny had a big fucking pet that could come like impress the the big kalasar and win them over when she really needed it episode nine buddy Episode nine, it's gonna be sick. Man, if only Cersei had like a big fucking pet that could like help her in a trial, that would be yeah, really that would fucking be really sick. Cool. That would be really sick. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Marine is there, and Varys is hot. It's time for quips, motherfuckers. Oof. Oof. Anything it's time that for happens some comic relief is the worst thing to ever happen. Enough of that, Danny Underboob that we're trying to like get around because Amelia Clark said she didn't want to be naked anymore, which so, is like, nice, guys. So 26 this, Emmys. this lady is the harpy? Who, you know... Yeah, they bring in a lady who killed a guy last season. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, because before Varys was just making quips about how the Unsullied wear leather and they must be very hot. Because mm-hmm. winter is not coming in Essos. Anyways, uh, yeah, so the lady that, like, cuddled the unsullied guy who wanted a hug and then let the harpy in and just killed him is back. And she's like, okay, get on with the torture. And Varys is like, I'm not a torture. And at this point, Alexis was like, yes, you are. We saw you have a guy in a box forever. Yeah. We were there. It happened. 
Yeah, but now Varys is a good guy, and he wants to make Vala happy. And he, he doesn't. And he doesn't cut the tongues out of his little birds either. Uh huh. Yeah, he gives he, them sweets. He just gives them plums. Yeah. So, uh, and then she's like, "The Unsullied and the Second Sons are foreigners who came to destroy her city and her history or stuff." And then Varys is like, "Don't you have a son? And isn't his name Dom?" Um, I'm not threatening your son, but he's gonna die if you don't take this bag that I gave to Shay. Um, this and show go on is the obsessed ship with Shay. boats bound for Pentos with money on them. Yeah, like that's basically everyone's get out of jail card. Literally, like the scene made me. It made me miss Shay scenes. <laughs> she, 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 the, she pulls the baby out and he shings. Yeah, baby Dom. <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah Varys is, is just like, get on a boat and get out of here. Right? And then Tyrion's like, I... This fucking sucked. This yeah. is the worst scene in the history of the show. Almost as bad as Skellington's coming out of the ground. Yeah, it was really... I don't understand what, like... Usually I can understand the simple shit they're going for. I don't know what they're fucking even going for. Tyrion just being a dickhead and he's like, look at me, I'm the best. Yeah, okay, so... So he says, uh, the only thing I remember is he says, like, a wise man once said this, uh-huh. and Miss is like, who was that? And he's like, me, just now, actual dialogue. Yeah, he said, a wise man said, history is the history of great conversations and elegant rooms, and also that man was me. I'm the man who said it, it's me, Tyrion. And this whole time he's like, can't we have a conversation? And they're just like, no, like, we don't want to do that. And he's like, why not? Why aren't you as clever as me? Because we're not Wh- the protagonist. It's why don't we play a sex game? And Miss Andy's like, um, I was like, sex tortured and he's like why yeah. don't we play it was a, a sex it was game? a really good joke that i'm glad they had in the show like it was really 26 emmys mm-hmm. um really good to make light of that shit um and, and then, then he's he, like peer pressuring them into drinking alcohol they're like we don't do that and he's like come on yeah, and he's like no but like i need you guys to do this because i played this game with braun and shay in season one and like it's it's like you parallels. think you, you think i wouldn't want it like relive this memory but anyway yeah it's a, it's it's a thing you know, so let's it's, let's do it. It's 26 Emmys. And then um, Varys comes in and he's like, hey, uh, remember that thing that everyone knew? Yep. Yeah, remember that As- Astapor and Yunkai and Volantis are all funding the Sons of the Harpy? Um, that's what we're doing. And then Grey Worm's like, let's kill him. Um, and then Miss Andy is like, let's kill him. The Masters only speak one language, even though I speak 19. They spoke mm-hmm. it to me a lot, and it's I'm talking about violence. Do you get it? I speak uh, violence. It's what they only. It's what they understand, and it's going to be the last thing they ever hear. Um, is like which, this is the first point of like the obvious favorite characters of I D and D whoever are Tyrion and Ramsay because the plot just bends around them. Uh huh. Like nothing they do like has consequence. Nothing like things just happen to go their way all the time. Yeah, it's a, it's a, like Tyrion's a narrative be, warp drive where everything around them just... He's supposed to be, like, the ruler, and all he does is sit, and Varys is like, I'm doing everything. And, like, oh, cool, okay. Yeah, like, why the fuck did Varys have to do that? Had to, Like, why wouldn't <laughs> Tyrion and Grey Worm and Miss Andy be in there with... I don't... Because Tyrion is the protagonist. Yeah. He can't say, I'm going to do a bad thing to a baby. Yeah, that's true. be Varys, the eunuch with no dick. Yeah. That's a, that's a dance with dragons, Tyrion. We can't have that. Who? Kevin, it, it, Kevin Lannister? <laughs> oh, God. We're almost there, aren't we? Uh, but, yeah, they fucking... Yeah, we go like to this... King's Landing, and now Kyburn is the master of Whispers, and he gets the 
kids to do things by giving them sweets. Yeah, because Varys is like, I'm going to send my little birds who I trust to get a message. And then we cut to those children and Tiny Tim is there. And Mm -hmm. he's like, Varys used to give me sweets for whispers. You know, not like torture or like enslavement or like any shady shit. Just he used to give me a nice plum. Even after the scene where he's like, I'm going to kill your baby if you don't go. Yeah. And then Lil Euron shows up and he's like, I am the plum. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Kyburn's like, here, have sweets. They'll do do they'll do anything for sweets. And then fucking Cersei and uh, Robert Strong comes down. He's like, hello, Gregor. Hey, yeah, could you... Uh, Robert, Robert Baratheon died in season one. They just start calling Robert Strong Gregor Clegane. Yeah. Like, in the books, it's kind of like... Everyone, like, knows it, kind of, but they, like, don't want to bring it up. Yeah, like, like, I, I had to check, and, like, it's not, I mean, it's, the thing is, we don't see all of Kyburn's experiments <laughs> in the books, but, like, it's a theory in the same way that R plus L equals J is a theory that it's Gregor Clegane, yeah. but. But, but they, he, never, they never mention it. He, he or the rest of the episode, just like, Sir Gregor Clegane. Yeah. And also the Hound. Do you remember the Hound, everyone? Who? Clegane Bull? Sandor Clegane. Clegane Bull. Clegane. Uh, the Cleganes <laughs> of House Bull. Um, and then and what happens? They go, why, like, why does... Does he understand shit? Because he usually doesn't because he's stupid. And then Gregor looks at him because you mm-hmm. know he can understand. He can understand. And he looks at him in a mean way with his monster mash face. He's a very big boy. He's very big and strong. And then Cersei's like... Cersei's like... Don't worry, he won't have to fight all of the sparrows. He's only gonna have to fight one in episode one. nine by trial. In and episode, then Jamie yeah. Jamie finally gets it, which means that it's the most obvious shit in the world. Yeah. Uh so then they go up to a small council meeting where Pycelle is talking shit about Sir Gregor Clegane, the animated Talk, Sir Robert Strong. Not just talking shit. Oh, he's Did like he is an abomination and he should not and then he looks and he sees that the, uh Gregor Clegane is there and he farts. He farts. It's really wasn't that funny when he farted, Kim? That was funny. It was really funny. It would be so funny if Pycelle really farted. Funny. 26 Emmys. Yeah. Hey, David, it's me, Dan. Um, here's the thing. You know, like, the really scary guy that we had wanted to be menacing and we made him really menacing? What if we made people fart? Oh. He, like, wargs into their rectum and then, like, pushes all the gas out and makes them fart. What if... I, I, I like it. I like it. We can definitely take this somewhere. But what if... First, he he speaks his his first line. Like no one can think he could talk, right? But then yeah. he speaks his first line, and he says, "If there is a god, you won't fart." Oh shit! Yeah, that's Fun. good because there's no god. I know there isn't. Ten million dollars, please. Ten million dollars per episode. <laughs> like the last, the last. Uh, I was going to say Robert Strong. The last Sir Gregor scene. They needed to have a sound effect of peeing on metal armor mm-hmm. and then in this one they had to get like they had to get their fucking foley guy to be like hey now we're gonna need an old man fart if we could just it has to be very old and very scared yeah because he has old butt cheeks and then they say the last king's guard was to sit on the small council was gerald hightower who wasn't here so yeah Jamie so sits now down. jamie's on because because jamie and cersei are friends and they have the same haircut um mm-hmm. and then Cersei's like, hey, Kevin, you doing anything about uh, Marcella or, like, the coup in Dorne? Which, like, again, still making Cersei sympathetic and reasonable. Just mm-hmm. pointing that out. 
And then Kevan does some season six dialogue that makes me miss the shit out of Tywin. And he's like, well, I guess we can't make you leave, but you can't make us stay. And then all of the grown-ass adults get up and walk away from the small council meeting without their dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's just the, the Jamie Lannisters and the big guy. Yeah, and it's like, uh, I miss Tywin's small council meeting so much. But, but, be careful what you wish for, because you could have D&D writing Tywin. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Forever. Anyway, uh, Arya says no one a thousand well, times Well, man, again. wouldn't it be funny if, like, after Tywin had sex with Shay and then Tyrion found him? Yeah. yeah it had, like, a big, a big penis. That'd be really funny, folks. Anyways, the High Sparrow's praying. Oh, um, I forgot about this, because it was nothing. It was nothing, and it was eight minutes. Um, High Sparrow's praying, but if last episode's to believe, I guess this is just for show. And also, Cersei just said, the High Sparrow has a million soldiers around him, but Psyche only has two, and one of them's Lancel. Um, but anyways, Emmys. Uh, Tommen's there, and he has a million guards, and he's demanding that Cersei be allowed to see Marcella's grave or whatever. And then the High Sparrow says, your mom is good. Yeah, she's good, because there's a mom god. And and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Did I miss then, anything? Did I just not take anything in, or did nothing happen? No, yeah, nothing happened. And like the thing is, what like this was the first like fantasy murder show that I ever watched. So the first time through, there were a lot of scenes where I was like, "Oh fuck, somebody's just like off screen is going to crossbow this person," and like I would just like watch. Like I, I expected nonsensical deaths at all times. Like anytime mm-hmm. there was a scene where nobody was dying, I was like, "Oh fuck, it's coming," and like. When Tommen sat down next next to the High Sparrow, I was like, he's going to have a fucking, he's going to have a little Fisher-Price knife, and he's going <laughs> to stab the High Sparrow. Because storytelling from last episode, but... No, nothing happened. Yeah, but High Sparrow's like, do you know who told me that the crown and the face should work together? It was your mom last season, episode one. You're a good mom who's great at being a mom. Certainly and then we learned that High Sparrow didn't have parents, Warg of the Week, um, and... <laughs> Just kidding. That that was like in the episode. I was like, "This might be something," but I didn't really follow yeah. up on. Um, Maybe next time, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and this scene is twenty five minutes long, and he's like, "The gods tell us what we should do, and we either listen or we don't." And then Tommen's like, "I choose not to listen because they're fake," and then he kills the high sparrow. Yeah, Tommen chooses violence, but, but not really. That doesn't happen. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, Tommen does mention Tywin, which is like the highlight of the scene. Mm-hmm. He's like, "My grandpa told me that I should listen to old men." And yeah, that's it. Anyways, um, speaking of new developments, Arya's getting the shit beaten out of her with a stick by the waif, and she's blind. Mm-hmm. And then she said, uh, no one. But uh, then she leveled up her no one skill enough. Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, the whole time she's like, I'm no one. And then she's like, the waif is like, tell me about Arya Stark. And she tells her things about Arya Stark, which is, is good. Yeah. Like, sure. I don't understand, like, if they're going for, like, I really need to be no one, or I just need to pretend to be no one, but it was clearly just a way to pass time till they could show her getting good at fighting. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't want to just, like, repurpose all of my tweets, but, like, isn't it weird that since the, since season five, when Arya joined a secret assassin guild of assassins with no face, that's been the most boring arc for the last two seasons? I know. Because like, how do you fuck this happening. up? <laughs> oh, nice. We coughed together. Synchronized. Work of the week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're like, 
who is Arya Stark's family? And she's like, well, I guess I had a mom and a dad. And then she's like, tell me about the Hound. And she tells everything about her best friend, the Hound, who she loves very much. And her and list then, only had like three people on it. Yeah, and even the waif is even, she's like Cersei, Gregor, and Walder Frey, because that's who we got for this season. And then the waif is like, that's kind of a small list. And I'm like, me. Like, that was so me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the audience avatar. And as as she's saying these things about Arya's past, she's doing fighting, and she's getting better at fighting blind. And then Jack and Hagar says, you're good at fighting now, drink unblind potion, and then she no, does. But, but she blocks a stick once. Yeah, she doesn't even get good at fighting. It's she like act- four or five <laughs> minutes of like her getting the shit kicked out of her with a stick. And then once she's like, the wife's like, who are you? And then she goes to do a big swing. And then Arya puts up her, her stick and blocks it. And then Jack and Hagar is there. And the wife walks away all fussy. And she, and he's like, come with me to the death fountain. You did it, Arya. And then she's like, don't you mean no one? And she's like, shit, you passed my assassin test again. You got it. You got it. Now you can see again. Good job. I don't, like, Jack isn't even cool anymore. He's just like a stoner. <laughs> he's just like, I fucking, ah, uh, God. Uh, what has four legs in the morning and three at night? No one. Nice. You got it. All right. Got it, yeah. Come drink this water. All right, drink my special water, and I'll give you eyes, man. Yeah, she's like, but isn't this the dying water? And then he's like, don't worry about it. If you're no one, you shouldn't care. And then she drinks it, and then it's actually healing water. Which, like, you should patent that shit immediately. But it turns uh, out things can just happen. Like, yeah, I mean, like, if you guys, like, you guys clearly need, like, lights and shit. Maybe you should patent your miracle cure, but whatever. Um, um, we go to the best character in the show, Ramsey Bolton, <laughs> who's king of Winterfell. Yeah, so we're at the protagonists in Winterfell, and um, the Umbers show up, and, like, Lord Manderly is still there, and it's never been more Who? transparent that this dude is just here to be killed by somebody later this season It's in a triumphant moment. Like, yeah. Brienne is just going to get to kill him, but, like, Ramsay gets to stay alive or some shit, because he needs mm. to get killed by Jon. So, it's just, like, a secondary victory for somebody. <coughs> So, yeah. And so the, uh, then Umber shows up and he's like, your father was a cunt, Emmy, win- Emmy winning. Yeah, winning. he says C-word and he says, great John instead, and I'm a small John. And Ramsey's like, didn't you like the Starks? And then he's like, yeah, I did, but that was the past and we don't care about continuity. And I'm and Lord Manderley's like, are you the guy who's going to kill me later this season? Because that's what I'm here for. It's not Lord Manderley. <laughs> it's Karstark. Oh, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, because... That would be weird if the Manderleys yeah. existed. Yeah. Lord, too s- small to fit a seat. I don't know. Uh, um, and the then, wildlings are coming. And then he's like, Jon Snow is commander of the Night's Watch. Like, yeah. I just hate the passage of information in the show because some things are known immediately and others just aren't because the plot says so. Yeah. And then small John Umber will not kneel or swear an oath, but he has a gift I'm and then the Shaggy, gift. Shaggy Dog's head shows up and he goes, I am the gift. I am the gift. Rough. So fucking s- small John Umber, he's like, I'm not going to kneel to you, but here's a Rickon Stark. and yeah, Here's the most valuable political hostage in the world, but fuck you and I fuck your dead dad. I seen people saying like, oh, this is going to be like the Manderly plot in the books where they pretend to support the Boltons, but... This is the most, like, counterintuitive shit you could yeah. ever do. And an interview came out where Rickon's like, nope, 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 that was my dog. Is that like, for real? It's a shitty tiny dog head, and, like, the <laughs> dire wolves are bigger than people. They're, like, circus elephants, basically, mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. But, um, nope, it's just Shaggy Dog. They killed him, and Osha is there, and Rickon is 25 years old. 
And so yeah, if, if anyone's keeping track, Ramsey last episode killed his father, killed his stepmother, killed his brother, and someone just presented him Rickon Stark, the heir to Winterfell. Like, yeah, all it's in two episodes, and he did, and that's it, and he, it just happened, it just happened. And Rickon like hasn't been seen since the Red Wedding episode, so maybe just like every time he shows up, a direwolf dies. That would be a good theme. That's his thing. Yeah. And uh, we get one more scene of John John Snow at the at the wall. At the wall. Um, yeah, he's looking at fire, and then Ed's like, hey, it's time for you to kill. And he's like, get me my hanging rope. And then he's That's like, all right, cool. Two unimportant guys, and Alistair and Ollie got it. And Alistair's like, all the wildlings are murderers and raiders. Like, yeah, so are we, dude. Yeah, I love this house, and I love this wall, and I made the right choice. Go on, do your duty. And then Ollie's like, potatoes! And the one guy, like... We talk about how nobody talks on this show, but, like, the layup line of the week that isn't actually dialogue is the first guy goes, uh, uh, you, sh- you shouldn't be alive. It's not right. And then John's like, neither was killing me, though. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, you shouldn't. That was bad. And then Ollie gives him the low five because his, his arms are tied. But. Ollie. And then um, we get a nice child hanging. Yeah. Like, way to make Ollie dying not, like, enjoyable for me. Yeah, and, like... <laughs> And, like, the thing, like, yeah, it was clearly supposed to be fan service because they know how much everybody hates Ollie. Because they show his, like, monster mash face. Like, he looks like the mountain yeah, immediately. they have an extreme close-up of his dead, bloated face, which is, like, really cool and not gratuitous. But they were like, but showing Stannis dying would have been gratuitous. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, here's, like, this, like, dead prostitute riddled with arrows at, like, Ollie's dead, bloated face. And, it's fine. It's fine. And, uh, like, I... Like, I guess, the, like, the thing is, John's whole thing is, like, the man who swings the sentence should, should shoot the sword or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't fucking behead them. And I, I guess it's, I, it's probably just, like, John is different now. He's Lady Stoneheart. But, like, everybody up there committed treason and Ned would have killed them or anybody, like... It's just like with Mance, how Mance was an oathbreaker anyway, so he was doomed. Like, it didn't have anything to do with kneeling. Like, it didn't... It, it sucks. It sucks, is the thing. <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah, he... The only the only way that I can kind of, like, make sense of it is... Okay, so for those of you who don't watch, they're all, like, on the gallows, and then John takes out his sword and chops the rope. Then Then the rope snaps and they all get hung. And by doing it in that convoluted way... He probably prevented them from working into his body, mm-hmm. like true death. Because, yeah. like, if he beheaded them, that's like a direct, like, I killed you. Mm-hmm. But if you do it this way, what it's are you like. You can do into a rope? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't make sense. So, and then he's like, and then Dolores adds, like, hey, you're the Lord Commander. Do you want to do this Lord Commander thing? And then John's like, here's my clothes. No, I'm not. You're the Lord Commander now. It's season six, and nobody cares about succession anymore because Alistair Thorne just like said he was king earlier. Whatever, my watch has ended. Bye. And I get the cool line, and I'm just gonna walk off into the cold night by myself with no supplies or like a coat. Next, next episode is gonna open like ten minutes later, and John's gonna be like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck! I'm I, this is really awkward, but I forgot my dog. Where's my dog? Is there anybody? Yeah. Anyway, I don't see my dog. Oh, come here, ghost. Come here. Hey, but fuck you. Bye. <laughs> I'm out my here. handsome. Come here, ghost. And that's the episode. And that's the episode. War of the Week? Yeah. War sure. of the Week. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> the bare minimum? Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, exciting for me because 
I have no fucking idea what the work of the week is because I wrote I write these at like four a.m. after rewatching the episode and wanting to die. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, it's it's like a it's a fun adventure for me most of all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the last bit of show dialogue for Arthur Dane is before he like does book dialogue is I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. The exact last words of Mance Raider on the show. Really. Uh-huh. So yeah, that like, means they're both Serial Pharrell. Well, yeah, if you want to like make a bit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's let's keep it let's keep it legit. Let's keep okay. it going. So the season so far is like all about John's identity and shit, but so maybe that wasn't Arthur Dane at all. Okay. It, it would explain why he fought with two swords and not the It would explain. You're getting a little ahead of me. <laughs> we know that Mance has a tenuous <laughs> grasp on Westerosi culture. He refers to the Watchmen as, like, black crows and shit, which nobody else does. So, like, we know that. So if he were posing as Arthur Dane, he might think, hmm, how can I impress all of the Westerosi if I'm pretending to be the world's greatest swordsman? I know two swords! So, Mm -hmm. and yeah, also, like, Arthur Dane is a Dornishman and he didn't fuck anybody in that scene, so that's kind of, like, another giveaway. Yeah. And he might not be legit. Confirmed. So, okay, so so Mance obviously gets his ass kicked by a little frog man, Howland Reed, which wouldn't have happened to Arthur Dane. Mm -hmm. Um... So a dying Mance then warged into the weakest host nearby, and that's right. Who is that? The infant Jon Snow. Think about it. Why is all of this Mance shit included in the same episode? There's even there's even a guy in Winterfell that's like, we do not kneel. Do you get it? Um, that's mm-hmm. right. It's to show that – and why, why include that in the same episode where Jon, like, gets a new identity? To show that Mance accomplished his goal all along through Jon. He murdered the Master of Arms of the Night's Watch. He got the Wild Link south of the Wall after all. And then when Jon was killed, that not only freed Jon of his vows, but it also freed Mance of his host. So now Mance is free to go to heaven. Where, where he deserves to be. Yeah. And, like, the biggest thematic part of Mance in the books that, like, I hated that they didn't have in the show, or so I thought, was that he refused to give his, like, his Wildling cloak over the Night's Watch. And what does Jon do here? He gives his cloak over. They're finally separate. Jon and Mance are finally separate. Confirmed. Yep, they did it. They did it. They did it good, and they did it right. No plot holes in that one. Questions. Questions. If you have a question, you can send us an ask at postgameofthrones.tumblr.com or send us an email at postgot at gmail.com. This one's been here for a while, finally getting around to it, uh, from email from Jay Engelbach, who says, Hey there, first off, I've never watched the show or read the books. Excellent. All of my knowledge of this universe comes from my friends who indulge in this fiction and listen to your podcast every week. So forgive my blatant misunderstandings or leaps in logic. What the fuck are you talking about? We oh, So he says, <laughs> here goes. We already know that people can warg into whatever killed them. So what if there are people who can force the people they kill into themselves? Nega wargs. Okay. Yeah. He, he goes on to say that the faceless men can do this. What if what if Serial Pharrell is killed, not by Marin Trant, but one of his soldiers who was a Negaward? He accidentally takes Serial into himself and gains his knowledge and skills. Serial is from Bravos. He could know about the Faceless Men. He also cares about Arya. Perhaps the soldier starts acting differently after taking in the strong personality of Serial. Perhaps he starts okay. being defiant. Perhaps this defiance lands him in the Black Cells. Jack and Hagar. Okay. Okay, so let me let me make sure I'm 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 getting I'm getting the the canon here. Mm-hmm. So if you were to kill me, yes. If Eddie were to kill Brooks, 
Yes. And then, like, you were to, like, I'm rubber, you're glue. Like, you could, like, send my war... Like, I'm trying to warg into you. But then you could, like, block me and have me warg back into myself? Is that what we're saying? I think it's... So, if... Say I killed you, I would okay. gain... Like, you know, when... When, pe- when the thing is, like, if I eat your brains, like, I'll gain your knowledge? Yeah, like, you would gain, like, my 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 strong charm and humor and good glasses yeah so instead of our usual thing of someone dies and they choose to warg i would kill you and like take your warg oh so okay so you're like grinding is the thing yeah okay yeah and also this theory is called jackin of all trades that's really good i thought we had gotten all the jackin jokes but i guess not nope uh thanks thanks for writing in there's that double warg of the week I'm really glad we have we have Warrior of the Week fan fiction now. <laughs> but it's not fiction is the thing. Sorry for calling it fiction. It, it's it's true. Uh, Tumblr user Deer King asked, I can't believe you forgot to analyze that shitty Davos quote I sent last week, you treacherous warglets. I, I, the, the warglet sounds really cute. I can't be mad at that. We're, we're your special little warglets. And we don't want to talk about Davos. So What was the quote? When they see our sales, they'll see an onion or something, <laughs> and they'll be like, that's fucking yeah. dumb. When they see our shitty, gross, like, sunburned body on a rock, they pray. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, I hope, they don't, I hope he doesn't fucking see me. Shit. Uh, Tumblr user Spooky Daughter asked, when Ned turned around, was Howland Reed not there? He just stabbed Arthur Dane and went home. Oh, shit, I forgot to talk about that. He's he's with yeah. the like Ramsey's dogs and Gendry on the boat. Yeah, Arthur Dane straight up he stabs Arthur Dane in the neck and then he fucking disappears. <laughs> he like, loses. Like Ned, like when Ned heard somebody yelling, he was probably like, "Oh, that must be Arthur Dane who is still here." Mm-hmm. But like for the shot, we needed him to be alone. <laughs> sure, like fine. Of course. Uh, yeah, Destry Hawk, Tumblr user, also asked, In the books, does everyone know that Robert Strong is a reanimated Gregor? Why does everyone know this in the show, and why does no one seem to care as much as they should? We don't know! We don't know, yeah. Like, yeah, I mentioned it before, in the books, no one's like, Ah, yes, this guy looks like Gregor. They're like, this is weird, and I kinda don't want to talk about it, so I won't. Yeah, and the thing is, like, like, Gregor has always been scary big, but, like, Mm. they're acting like he's bigger than the already very big guy who they who they've been seeing for years yeah like this is the same body that killed over and and like i know it's like he was talking shit so that made him do poopy but yep like he's him already big him big kyburn's like i have invented stair shoes because we don't have elevators yet (laughs) uh Thanks, I guess, to my posting on, on Tumblr, we got two questions related to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the good show. Okay. I don't know Which shit about that, so go ahead. So, basically, is if you ask someone who's never seen anime to, like, describe an anime to me. That's okay. what it is. Alright. So, uh, Tumblr user Chie Satonaka's asked, Not at all Game of Thrones related, but to take your mind off the bad show, if you guys had JoJo's Bizarre Adventure-esque stands, what would they be? So... In in this world, uh, the power that some people have is they have things that are called stands, which are okay. like sp- like spirit guardians, kind of. Okay, great. That already sounds like Stannis. Great, love it. So, like Jojo, the main character Jojo, his stand is really good at punching. Like another guy's is like my stand is like a knight. 
one's like mine shoots fire and the the old man jojo he's like mine works with technology so it's like fight patronuses is that kind of it kind of yeah Okay. And and at first they're all named after like the tarot cards, like I'm a magician's red. Yeah. And I'm Tyrophant Green. And then later on they just become fucking bands. Like I was looking up a list like I'm I am Motley a- Crew. Yeah, exactly. Like one guy he's like, Behold the power of my stand, red hot chili pepper. <laughs> Shit, they took mine. There's a man in the show named REO Speedwagon. Hell yeah. Like everyone is just named after bands or songs or a tarot card. That's so cool. I thought anime was just like robots and friendship and shit. That's no, so much they're, cooler they're, than in in what in the first season. He's like, yes, I learned this ancient technique from my master, Tom Petty. Wow. But Tom Petty was they the the sub the subtitles I was watching made it as one word, and I was like, that's a weird name. Oh, it's fucking Tom Petty. <laughs> and then he's like, these are my two apprentices, Dyer and Straits. Nice. This is just so. What what I know of this show is that to, to control a stand, like, for real, you need to be, like, six foot five and, like, 280 pounds of muscle, because those are the only characters that exist. Okay. One guy, one guy, the, in the episode I saw today, his stand is a fucking gun. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and this is my ca- stand, Machine Gun Kelly. That he's would be, Machine he, Gun. He, no, he's like, this is my stand, like, the Emperor, but it's just a fucking gun. Nice. Anyway, there's one character who isn't six foot five and 280 pounds and it's jojo's mom and she gets a stand but she can't control it so she gets very sick so that's what would happen to me (laughs) but if we if we just like disperse like of the fiction that that's real uh Uh my my stand it wouldn't be fighting at all it would have nothing to do with fighting because i'm not gonna do that shit it would have to be something that like would benefit me in some way right Maybe it would, it would just, okay, it would be a, a dude who's just made out of, like, pots and pans and his hand is a spatula or whatever. And I'd be like, behold the power of my stand, Zagat. And then <laughs> he would just, like, be able to conjure food. Like, really good food. Yeah. My so stand witch. Yeah. That's what mine would be. Yeah, I, that's, well, my bit was going to be, like, Hogarth the Hoagie or something. So we're, we're of a kind, I guess. If Kim, if you had a spirit friend, what would your spirit friend's power be? I have no idea. A unicorn. A unicorn? What would it like? You could ride it. Yeah, I could rub its horns. That would be really <laughs> funny. Does it got a boner? Yeah. There you go. There's your. We we have more JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to talk to talk about. So I know you're having a great time, everyone. Yeah. More Please. questions that are Game of Thrones. Uh, Hamtastrophe asked, here's a hard-hitting question for you guys. Won't John get cold since he gave his coat to Dollar's Ed? Isn't he cold? Oh no, he's gonna be really cold! He's gonna be really cold. But then how else are we gonna see his butt? If he, he needs to, like, he needs to take off more of his clothes so that we can see his butt, but not his, his ding penis. Uh, <laughs> his ding penis? Leaf Crunch asked a question. We're just going to see at the end of the season, it's just going to be Helen Reed and Ramsey's dogs and John's shirt, just like somewhere in the snow. That's it. Perfect. That's, that's how the season ends. One more three. Uh, Leaf Crunch asked, knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, jokes. Uh, the jokes who? Not here. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> uh, it's to more um, JoJo stuff. Uh, the, the Tumblr <laughs> user, formerly known as Arthur Dane, sort of morning, wanted to say, "What are some of the A Song of Ice and Fire characters stands?" And I will 
I'm going to put that out to, to the viewers. You come up with that because Brooke, I don't want to talk at Brooks about anime for like 20 yeah, more minutes. That's more of our, that's more of our off the air gimmick. Also, this isn't exactly a sign-off suggestion, but I dare you to end this episode by cutting to Roundabout. Do you, do you know that funny meme? Um, it's oh, like that's the, the cool song that everybody uses in the vines, where it's like, to be continued? To be continued, like... Yeah, that's a really good song, I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, now, that's... Well, that's more work for me, but if it's what the viewers want. Yeah, well, I mean... Well, I want it. I don't know if Kim does, but... What? Those are kind of our viewers. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, my two... My my two viewers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Sonic. Teens. Uh, follow us on reviews. Review Give. us. Squiz Pillion. Brooks S- as a noun. S- any, serious. Any phrases to say? Mm, I feel like shit. I feel like shit. Does that work? You know it would be really funny? <laughs> <laughs>